Do you guys remember back in middle school, high school, when you guys would play games? When I say you guys, it could very well just have been me in my cul-de-sac. But playing games like Truth or Dare or, you know, all these games, okay? As you can imagine, I was always the shitster starting up these games constantly. There are some others, but given the topic of today's episode, I'm not sure if they're the most tasteful to bring forth today, but you get it, right? I was always that person stirring the pot, 12 thriving and, you know, trying to get you to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets. Well, we're going to start off today with a little game like that because, you know, we got to switch things up here on Cancel Me Baby. So let's play a little round of truth or dare. And here's the truth or dare for you today. And I expect responses, however you may feel. I don't care if it's a message in a bottle. I don't care if it's a carrier pigeon. So here's the truth. Okay. Let's start with the dare. Actually, if you saw Andrew Cuomo's Emmy collecting dust on your local tag sale corner, would you purchase it? And truth, for how much? For how much? How much are we talking here? Are we talking a penny? Are we talking $10? Because that would probably be my cap. Okay, let me know your responses. Yeah, can you believe this guy got an Emmy? We're going to talk about that today. An Emmy, the audacity, the audacity. Well, that was a fun little game. Hope you enjoyed it. Welcome to the Andrew Cuomo show episode of cancel me baby and if you recall last week i actually joked about this and i said you guys want an episode on andrew cuomo what what is there to talk about he's a big fat loser well you now have amnesia i put a spell on you and now you're my captive and you're just not going to remember that that ever happened because here we are having an episode about it and by the way i mean that again in the spirit of today's episode i mean what i just said in the least creepy most platonic way of all time. Okay. So without further ado, Andrew Cuomo. Wow. That little game just took what I can't do math two and a half minutes, but you know what? It was worth every second. Okay. Andrew Cuomo, the King has fallen off with his head. He has officially resigned. I watched it yesterday on DMZ in a Starbucks with popcorn in real time. And as usual, you know, speaking of popcorn, I actually have my hippy dippy kombucha. I'll take a sip for the road. Mm -hmm. And I hope you got your tea because we are going to be spilling it today. Some of you may or may not know, those of you who listen to my show regularly know, which I love you, the OGs. I was in the middle of Hollywood when Me Too and Time's Up first happened exploded was a thing. Literally, I was on the front lines, like wiping their brows, giving them Gatorade on the red carpet, like the whole thing. Okay. And so I have, after being so intertwined and engaged with it from the beginning, seeing how it continues to all play out is so interesting because I have stories that I have not even shared in any of my op-eds on the show, I don't think. And so today sharing is caring, kumbaya. I'm going to reveal some today because I think it's going to shed a light for you on this bigger situation. And as per usual, I recommend that you stick around for the duration of this ride because I don't know why I'm a mime, Uh, nothing new. 
because at the end, I'm going to really bring to the table the big questions I have about this big picture. You're not going to want to miss it. So, all right, here are the two things. I'm going to tell you a little bit of backstory, but here are the two buckets of information I want to get into today. One is the two P's, okay? The two PPs, pettiness and politics, and how these have both just spoiled whatever Me Too and Time's Up was supposed to be. I think, I don't even know if they know, okay? All right, so Andrew Cuomo finally resigns as the governor of New York in case you're living on SpaceX. And he does, he, okay, so Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, came out with a 165-page investigative report in which 11 women came forward about Andrew Cuomo at one point or another sexually harassing them. And even when the report first came out, he was like, no, no, I got to run this ship and keep writing books, which uh, like him and Fauci, I've said it before. Why, why are you writing books? Can, can you, can, have you not met Delta? She's not my friend. Can you, can you guys take care of this before you become the Barnes and Noble spokesperson? Okay, I'm over it. So finally, people start pressuring him on both sides, even on the Democratic side, like Biden himself. I know Biden himself. He wipes the crust out of his eyes and he is like, get this bozo out of here. So finally, he has so much pressure that he has to resign. But what is even more? I mean, there are obvious things about this that are political, but I'm not really going to get into the nitty gritty of that today. But what's really interesting to me is not only to see the fall of Andrew Cuomo, but of Time's Up itself, of Time's Up itself. Okay. So in the wake of all of this, part of Letitia James's report, like literally hold on to your stockings because they found that the co-founder and chair of Time's Up. I have her name written down. Give me a sec. It is Robbie something. Robbie Kaplan. She advised, allegedly, they found that back last year, she advised Cuomo's team about this letter they were going to write that was pretty much discrediting one of his whistleblowers, Lindsey Boylan, who is popping the doors off this shiz, Right. So his team drafted up a letter, basically putting her on blast, trying to be little and discredit her. And this woman who co-founded Time's Up, just let that sink in. Let me repeat that. Who co-founded and is the chair of Time's Up, helped read through it and approve it. Now, this letter was never published, but come again, come, come, come again. Remember Time's Up, the whole, the whole initiative? that really started in Hollywood where the nucleus was of this entire movement to have the back, plural, of victims of sexual assault, abuse, speaking up, you know, against their predator. I guess that, I don't know, regardless of political party. Yeah, not so much. Can you imagine? So this lady ends up resigning. Time's up or stepping down from time's up. Okay. Even though she denies it too. Time's up puts up this entire letter that basically says we need to reevaluate. It's like we, I have it written down here as well. Oh, we hold ourselves accountable 
The events of last week have made it clear our process needs to be evaluated. We do not ask for a pass. We ask for perspective. And it makes you wonder, okay, what, like none of you people knew and has this been about politics all along? So are you only going to have the backs of certain women stepping forward and other ones can just eat shit? It's embarrassing. It's straight up embarrassing. Okay. So it makes you wonder what the hell was the point of this whole thing to begin with? Where did their allegiance even lie? Okay. And there's a part of this that is just straight up petty, despite the fact that this whole initiative is supposed to be by women for women. I mean, it's cr- you literally can't make up the irony. You can't make it up. Do you guys remember when Time's Up first happened? They were all in black, all of these women. It was like Natalie Portman, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Carrie Washington, America Ferreira. I could go on and on. Emma Stone, Emma Watson, Ava Longoria. Okay, such a joke. So as usual, I'm going to let you in on a little insider stuff to show you why I always had some, I mean, where is my detective certification certificate? Where is it? Where the school of inspector gadget. Okay. Has arrived. Cause I always thought this was fishy and I'm going to tell you why. So people who have been at the forefront of this are Rose McGowan, as you know, who is an actress in Hollywood. She was in Scream. She was on Charmed. And Alyssa Milano, who was her um, Charmed co-star. Now, these two women have been, God, it's so unfortunate. But Alyssa Milano is one of the first, they're both faces of this, but for different reasons, okay? Rose McGowan was one of the first women who called out, um, who really revealed what happened to her with Harvey Weinstein. Alyssa Milano, on the other hand, was one of the first high profile women who made the hashtag me Too go viral and trend. But the prob is they don't they don't like each other in real life. And that, you know, on the show, I don't like I don't care about the gossip. Like, I don't give it the time of day. I have better things to do, like drink my booch and make fun of Andrew Cuomo and throw his Emmy somewhere deep into the Pacific. <laughs> don't care. I don't know what qualms they have with each other. Probably something that went down on the set. I don't know. But it's really unfortunate to me that I'll just say this. Rose McGowan, it seems to be the only woman besides Tarana Burke who founded Me Too before all these celebs who was actually about it. Yet she is completely mocked and shit on and ostracized. And I know this from firsthand experience. Okay. So Rose, listen, she marches to the beat of her own drummer. You guys know this. Like she is out guns blazing. She is so anti-establishment. She's not this side. She's not that that side. She's just like, F all y'all. You guys are brainwashing with propaganda, this, that. And oh, and by the way, with me too, you were never about the thing you were supposed to be about and you're corrupt. So when this report first came out with about Andrew Cuomo, right? She in Rose style, which I love. Like you have to love it because she is so committed and fearless. She's shacking up now. She straight up moved to Mexico. She's like deuces, can't be bothered with you all. So this is what she tweeted. I was brutalized for speaking hard truth 
three years ago. Watch this. I told you all created by the corrupt to serve the corrupt evil as evil does. And I know evil and you are because she's she said too in a video clip that one of the founders or someone of uh, Time's Up was married to a big executive in CAA. And she's like, oh, which is an agency, a talent agency. And she's like, how convenient. Oh, oh, CAA happens to sponsor me too. What a great look for you guys, right? Virtue signaling, the whole thing, which again, doesn't even mean anything. Now she put Alyssa Milano, who was supposed to be, again, a fellow pioneer of Me Too in this movement, right? And Tina Chen, who was the other co-founder of Time's Up on blast as well. She tweets, how's your day, Tina? How's your day, Alyssa? This is when all this with Andrew Cuomo first started coming out. And then she goes on to say, basically putting all these actresses in their black dresses on blast as I had done in an op-ed three years ago, which I'm going to reflect on in a time portal later. But she says, remember when Hollywood actresses and paid off activists, that's why I love her, wore stupid black dresses at the Oscars. It was actually the Globes, but who's counting? Uh... It was sponsored by Time's Up, who was meant to help abuse victims. I told you they were all a lie. I was mocked and harassed. Wake up. It's the cold, hard truth. She goes on and on, right? Now, I'll tell you this. It's true. She And I have multiple stories. She, she has been. And again, let this sink in. This is the one person who is actually about it. And Hollywood ostracizes and belittles her. So... One time I was interviewing and a, the only reason I'm not giving more details is because they told me this off the record, journalism 101 kids. And we had a really great interview about me too. Now this is somebody who was also a big vehicle in me too, but in a way that I will say actually really meant something, meant something significant. She had been a whistleblower of sorts and she put the woman she was helping at the forefront instead of just preaching from her Twitter. She actually did the work and helped give face um, and recognition to the woman she was helping out. If you go in the depths of the internet, you will be able to find this interview. So we have this whole great interview about it. And she says, she even calls out fellow Hollywood people. She says, they need to get off of their soapbox, actually put forward the women who don't normally have this kind of platform, right? Who need the help, who have something to say, et cetera. So we finished the interview. We're sitting on a couch. I'm basically braiding her hair, intended. And we're sitting side by side, by the way, on this couch, like the Golden Girls. And- I stop the recorder and I say to her, I couldn't agree more. I actually just penned an entire op-ed in the Huffington Post about this, how it's also performative, et cetera. So they say to me, you know, I absolutely agree with you. And there's some pettiness that's going on behind the scenes and it's really not okay. And I think that I had brought up Rose McGowan and how I really um, applauded her for stepping forward and being so fearless, right? And actually walking the walk and trying to make change happen here. And they agreed. And they said to me, if you want, we could do another interview, me and you, and I will tell you everything I know off the record. You can use it. Just don't use me as a name because I know firsthand 
that times up in all of these meetings with these people and these celebs purposefully exclude Rose McGowan and leave her out of these meetings. And it's not right. And unfortunately, I had pestered this person's publicist for months and it never happened. Maybe it still will. Who knows? Santa, can you hear me? How cool would that be? Isn't that sad? Why is this a popularity? Like, I'm sorry, is this the vote for homecoming queen? Or is this an initiative backed by major players in Hollywood to help everyday women who don't have a voice? I'm just wondering. Ever since then, and you know what the sad part is? I wasn't even surprised. I was not even surprised. How petty. And girls, if you're listening to this, the sad part is you're probably like, I'm not even surprised. But it's it's pretty shocking and unfortunate that something like that would, like the pettiness would seep into an initiative like this when again, it's supposed to be about everything but that, right? Having women's back. And remember the whole black dress and solidarity? But we're going to pick and choose like who we let into the school club. Mm-mm-mm. Again, when this is the person who is most about it. So... Cut to 2020, the year of our dreams. And I was at, I've told the story before on the show. Again, if you listen, Sean Penn's core event core is his, um, I think it's like a nonprofit or a charity. And this was the event you guys, where I had the ball sack to scoot out early and ran into Sean and his fellow famous guests like Patricia Arquette in the lobby. And I was the only dick leaving on the way out. And he caught me red-handed. It happened. But before that incident, that perfect timing and aligning of the stars, I who did I interview on that red carpet? But Alyssa Milano. Now, being the investigative journalistic reporter Ronan Farrow protege that I am I had to ask her about Rose McGowan I had to and I'm there for a tabloid and they probably just wanted me to get her to be like you know what is your pregnancy weight loss tips and I'm like okay so let's talk about the fact that you and Rose McGowan have both been super vocal on this issue I had I knew they had had a rift, but I, what I basically said to her was something along the lines of, and again, I don't know what happened between them and I'm not judging her. Cause I, I don't know what happened, but I'm just telling you again, how the optics weren't so, weren't so hot. Right. I had asked her something to the effect of, you know, you and Rose McGowan, your co-star of many years have both been super vocal and fearless when it comes to this initiative despite your differences, you have to be kind of proud of her, right? I mean, that's, you know, have you been in contact at all? And she, she could not, she could not have been having my shit more, which I thought that was a fair question. And I would love to have seen her be like, you know what? We didn't always see eye to eye or this or that, but you know what? Good for her for fighting the good fight. But instead she kind of just flips me off with her eyes. And she just says, I've not, I've not. And walks away basically from me. And then proceeded to do a hex and create the most elaborate voodoo doll of me that you've ever laid eyes on. 
But see, that's what I mean again. And it's, and I'm not here to police like, oh, she should have said this or she should have done this, but it would have been nice. Like I said, to have a little camaraderie there. Right. And on the whole, I will say, you know, I, from being on the inside of Hollywood and seeing how Rose has always been so vocal. This is not meant to be a Rose McGowan fan club episode. I'm getting in other things. The t-shirts are being made. The t-shirts are being made tonight. This deserves some boot, but mm, talk about LA, right? So on theme, it's actually clear mind flavor because before I talk more about Andrew Cuomo, I need to get real zen in this bitch. Um, what I was saying was I get the sense and I do, I'm, I still, all the time I talk to different, you know, people behind the scenes in the business. And I will say they do make a mockery of Rose McGowan. They're like, oh, she's unhinged. Wink, wink. For those of you who follow the loyal fans, you know, what's up. Um, but in a bad way, they're like, she's unhinged. She's crazy. Don't believe her. Like, this is how they talk about her. I'm talking about fellow reporters, like people behind the scenes. And that's what I mean. It's like, there is, she's right. They have made a mockery of her. And again, it's like, what are you guys really doing? What are you doing? Like, why are you going to railroad the one person who's in allegedly in your corner and then literally send your blood in a letter like you're in prison to Andrew Cuomo, this obvious monster dickhead loser. Sad. But that gets me to my next point. Okay, so that was the first bucket of pettiness, as you can see, and it's sad. Okay, so the next while I get into this, speaking of the prison love letters is these allegiances of these celebrities and the politics, my other P of today, kids, it's the alphabet session, the other P, the politics of this, right? And this part is like, it's almost so obvious that it's silly to even get into. But it, as far as the celeb angle, again, it's worth it because how could you, you can't avoid it. And it all just makes them look like a big circus act freakazoids because the hypocrisy is insane. So all of this happens. And if you recall, I know I cast the spell on you and now I'm going to have your memory come back just like that. Okay. Pulling a Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus. Halloween is only two months away. Who's counting? Do you remember when people like Ellen and Chelsea Handler and all these celebs coined the term Cuomosexual? because they were getting off to him during the pandemic. This guy was doing a press conference literally every five minutes of the day. And boy, oh boy, did he have you know it, okay? It does not matter. I don't care if you were skydiving. I don't care if you were fishing. You heard about it. That voice was the voice heard around the world, okay? And I'll admit, I'll admit, I actually was not mad at how Andrew Cuomo dealt with the pandemic last year in the beginning. I will say, because keep in mind, I was in the sinkhole of California. So compared to Newsom, I was like, okay, okay. This guy's actually like, he's on it. He's trying to get things moving. I wasn't mad, okay? But clearly, and, and these celebs, oh, oh gosh, just got, sorry, I just whacked my microphone. That's if I was Andrew Cuomo himself. <laughs> these celebrities may not have known 
how much of a monster he was. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's look at this report. And I probably should have gotten into this sooner. Okay. Taking it a step broader or further than the sexual harassment, creepy, obviously inappropriate behavior. He just seems like somebody, I mean, this seems like after talking to people in politics and other reporters, it was, it was not even a, I I don't even want to see best kept secret. It wasn't even a secret that this guy was the biggest asshole. I mean, to women or not to women or men, he would intimidate people. He would belittle them. He would like mentally and, and, you know, verbally abuse them. I mean, how Ronan Farrow just did another expose. This guy He's popping them out like hotcakes in the New Yorker about how he would literally call the White House in such a vindictive way and basically threaten them if they so much as try to investigate him. I think this was from a story back in 2014, but it just came out. And I also love how this new story in the New Yorker came out yesterday, like five minutes after Andrew Cuomo resigns. Like Ronan Farrow's sitting there like Jeff Bezos and he's like, blast off. Like it is prepared. It is ready to be published. It is in WordPress and it's ready to set sail. So that timing was amazing. But regardless, okay, this wasn't even a best kept secret. Everyone knows that he was not a good man. Okay. And the sexual, uh, sketchy sexual stuff was just a branch off of that. Now, let's not forget back to these celebrities, okay, who were literally having a seance of lovemaking in his honor last year. Like I said, Trevor Noah saying I'm a Cuomo sexual. That's what I'm going to have on my Tinder profile. Jada Pinkett Smith, Cher. Um, Ellen was the one who coined it. Chelsea Handler, in her defense, I will say, she had come out with something being like, Andrew Cuomo, I want to be your first lady. And she later kind of retracted it once the sexual assault, once Lindsay Boylan and these women kind of like blew the lid off this place. Uh, Chelsea Handler was like, yeah, I take that back. Never mind, you know? But the rest of these celebrities, like uh, I'm looking and I'm in the Wild West and I'm seeing tumbleweed, like nothing, nothing. And again, you applauded how he did during the pandemic, fine, but that's, and maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't know he was the world's biggest bully and was Chrissy Teigen's, you know, mentor. Maybe you didn't know. Okay, fair enough. Maybe, maybe I have, I've had a hard time believing they didn't, but maybe, okay. Let's talk about though, let's just talk, let's just take a moment here to think about how the Academy of, what is it? Something arts and science, I get them all confused, (laughs) even despite the fact that I've been to all of their award shows, okay. The people who do the Emmys, the something, something of arts and sciences, they gave this man an Emmy. They gave him an Emmy. Like, I'm sorry. Excuse me? Did he study at Juilliard? Uh, wh- uh, was he directed by Steven Spielberg? Since when? Since when? So he was given an Emmy last November. And here's what it said. The International Emmy Founders Award presented to an individual who crosses cultural boundaries to touch our common humanity. Like, this is what I mean. They weren't just like, yay. They were so over the top, stroking his his weirdly stiff hair, ego, n- you name it. But this is where it even goes further, okay? Do you know who presented him with this Emmy? Do you know who was on this cheerleading squad on the varsity team? This isn't even JV. 
Billy Joel, Spike Lee, Ben Stiller, Rosie Perez. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Now, now this is where I think people are pissed. And I know that they're pissed because I called it out yesterday on my story being like, okay, so now we know what we know. Where are all these celebrities? Where, where are they to condemn this? I'm looking. Where's Waldo? Don't see them. Especially the women I, like I named earlier, Meryl, Emma Stone, name and Emma. That's fine. Reese. All the Ava, America for, and their black dresses, all proud. Where, where are they? I don't see them. I don't see that. And I know I didn't turn into Helen Keller overnight. So where are they? Nowhere to be seen. And that's why people are pissed because they're like, I'm sorry, were you or were you not fronting this entire initiative that would help the little people, these everyday women? Like what a bunch of cowards, you know? And I saw a comment in response to Rose McGowan shitting on them, which rightfully so, aggressive maybe I don't know it's up to interpretation and I saw someone be like Rose why you gotta hate on them like it was just a nice you know it was a nice gesture that they did and why isn't it enough and da 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 and that's where it's like a nice no I'm sorry walk the walk you know wearing a black Versace dress isn't gonna cut it it's just not gonna cut it and so now these celebrities are either silent right which no one will acknowledge except for like Fox news, but whatever, they're on their whole own thing. And if they are, they're acting like so shocked and appalled. They're like, Oh, we like Alec Baldwin. He's like, today was a tragic day. And again, it's like, uh, uh, how Cynthia Nixon, who was in sex in the city, who ran for New York governor, she wrote this. We knew this about Cuomo years ago. I've never, Oh, it, it should have never required a lever. Okay. It should have never required 11 different women to come forward to finally acknowledge how fundamentally unfit he is for the highest office in New York state. Oh, and let's bring it back to Trevor Noah. Let's bring it back to this guy. So he did speak out about the Cuomo sexuality and he made a joke of it going, New York has successfully flattened the perv. That's the thing. It's like at the end of the day, it's so sad. And it's the same thing as this Time's Up lady who completely blew it and blew th- their cover. If this is really what they're about. They are more aligned and committed to their politics than to, wait for it, two words, helping women. And that's why people are pissed. And that's why people are looking at Hollywood to stand up because you guys are the ones who started it. Don't start what you can't finish. This is basic kindergarten rules and you know what's sad is tarana burke the og leave it to her to be the only high profile person actually being honest because she cares okay look what she tweeted and i was like oh my when i saw this i'm like blessed be the fruit she says this is gross but not surprising So many women in power are expected to be allies for other women automatically and are far from it. Louder, Tarana. She says many are party first at all costs on both sides. Yep. Of the aisle and less powerful women pay the price. And then she hashtags Dems before games. 
What a boss, right? Leave it to her to speak the truth. And you know what is really sad too? A lot of the times when I would interview actresses about me too, they would kind of shy away from it because like cowards. And <laughs> despite the fact that they pretended to be all yay, rah, rah. And they would always point to Toronto. They'd be like, that'd be a question for Toronto. You know, Toronto's really the one, you know, the pioneer, the one blazing the trail. And so you would think they would follow suit if that were really the case, right? And somewhat, I don't know, echo or reflect this sentiment. But yet again, folks, what I tell you, tumbleweed. So as this is all going on, I actually reflected on my op-ed. It was called Time's Up for E. I wrote it in 2018. And I basically said, look, I've been on the forefront of all of this. I've seen it all unfold, but we got to step up and do more than wear these black dresses because clearly that's not going to solve anything, right? What is that actually really doing? It's surface level virtue signaling. And these celebrities, when they're on the red carpet, shouldn't be business as usual. For example, call out E, who had an allegation, you know, an investigation against Ryan Seacrest at the time. And he was their front man. Like again, the optics, it's not that hard people, common sense. He was the front man interviewing celebrities in the middle of time's up as there was an investigation against him, like doing cartwheels. Okay. Number one, number two, Kat Sadler had just quit because of the pay gap between her and Jason Kennedy. And they basically had the same amount of responsibility and had been there at the same amount of time. And barely any celebrities were like, so should we take a minute to like talk about what's going on with you guys? No, that's what I mean. Their alliance, they're more concerned with promoting their dress or their outfit than actually getting to the reason why they're wearing that dress and posing in that dress, right? And so I read the op-ed again and I was just so sad. I'm like, you know what? Nothing has changed. It's been three years. Nothing has changed. In fact, it's almost gotten worse. Where are all these people? They're tumbleweed, they're quiet, they're stardust, they're in the abyss. So that leaves me with two questions here, you guys. Two questions. Number one is, is Time's Up ever really going to be about the thing that it was meant to be? Right? Or are they always going to let the politics or the pettiness or the cool kids club get in the way? And number two, the bigger picture, Time's Up is a micro example of leadership, but look at the Andrew Cuomo thing, right? Are these leaders ever really going to be for us? I mean, I know that there are some, but think about it. And are we going to start holding them to that standard and accountable for that? Whether it be victims and Time's Up or us and our official leader, uh, official elected leaders, like we're looking to them to guide and lead us. So my question is, when the hell and if is that ever actually going to happen? And oh my God, right on cue. That is my timer. Yes. You guys know I always go over my timer. Today is a great day. So with that, guys, leave reviews. I hope they're unhinged. I hope they're awesome. Leave some reviews. And I also revamped my merch store today. It's popping. It's flossy, like your lip gloss. And so let's get it going. Get some merch. And I'll see you guys next time. Mwah.